than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering the spoil. It was so much. Verse 26. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley of Baraka, for there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of the place was called the Valley of Baraka until this day. Amen. So, family, uh, for those who are listening in uh, on our um, podcast, I forgot to start the podcast uh, at the beginning. So let me just tell you, I just read uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 20 through 26. Uh, for those of you who will be picking up on the podcast later on, those are the verses that I just finished reading. That's going to be our focus for today. Uh, by way of rehearsal, uh, I have emphasized in the previous three weeks uh, a combination of things. The first thing that we learned is that when Jehoshaphat found out that he was about to be attacked, and I, I've already shared with you, they were in peace. Uh, he did not fear his neighbors. God had given them uh, prosperity. They were doing well. And, and the attack by those three armies caught them off guard. And, and so the natural response was that he quaked for a moment. But then I told you, he set himself. He began to pray. Yeah. And as he prayed, he, he reconnected with his spiritual legacy and, and he became, he reminded himself and the whole nation that he had called to the temple to, to be a part of the prayer. He said, what God did for our ancestors, he can do for us. Yeah. And so family, a, a, as believers, we need to also reconnect with our spiritual legacy so that uh, sometimes when it looks like the bottom has fallen out, we are able to reach back and remember that what God brought our ancestors through, he, the same God can bring us through. Remember, I said he called them to a fast. I said he got, the, he got their priorities in order. I reminded you that because they were unified in prayer, in the face of what appeared to be an otherwise impossible situation, that they got an amazing response from God through the prophet Jehaziel. That's where we were last week. And Jehaziel said in, in verse 15, he said, Be not afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude of soldiers that are coming against you. For the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. I hope you caught that, y'all. Don't, don't let your bottom falling out make you think your story is over. When you're looking unto Jesus, you will remember the battle is not yours, but the Lord. Remember last week, Jehaziel told them, he says, here's God's strategy for you. Go down against them. In other words, uh, y'all go ahead and march up into the mountains uh, because the enemy is coming into the valley. And I want you to position yourself because God's going to show you something that you might never have been able to imagine. In verse 17, he said, you shall not need to fight this battle. Somebody hear me. Just because the enemy is attacking does not mean that your battle strategy 
is going to be the, from God is going to be the battle strategy you're going to use to fight the enemy. Our God has a mind that is greater than anything we could ever imagine. Our God's ability to see is so great that we are unable to see what he can see. So we need to connect with our spiritual legacy. We need to connect with God. And remember that the battle is not yours, but it is God's. He said, you don't need to fight. Set yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. And he reminded them again. He said, don't be dismayed. Don't fear. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. That's where we were closing off last week in part three. Today, let's examine the verses that we've talked about. In uh, first, verse 20, once again, from Second Chronicles 20, from the Amplified, it says, And they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat, the king, stood up and declared, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Now listen to his instruction, and you might want to write it down because this is how we are able to begin to position ourselves so that God can give us victory even when the bottom is falling out. His first instruction, after hearing from Jehaziel, the prophet, believe in the Lord your God. His second instruction, you shall be established. His third instruction, believe and remain steadfast to his prophets. In other words, God's given you a word through his prophets, you need to receive what God has to say for you. And not only will you win, but you shall prosper. Family, these folk were heading out to meet three huge, mighty armies. Uh, somebody needs, if you would kindly, please put your phone on mute. I'm getting a lot of feedback in my ear, so please put your phone on mute. They were going out to meet these huge armies that were advancing against them. And, and, and this was an incredible adverse condition, just like many of us are facing right now. But Jehoshaphat was saying, look, let's not focus on the adversity. Let's focus on God. He said, trust in the Lord. And to prove that his trust was in the Lord, he did not call his troops and arm them for battle. But rather he said, God is saying to me, believe in God, rest in God and believe in his word. In other words, y'all, stop listening to the news reporters. Stop listening to the TV talk show hosts. There are plenty of other folk that are out there right now posting stuff on Facebook and in social media with all manner of ideas of what they think we need to do to get victory in really difficult circumstances. I'm here to tell you today, they might mean well, but only God has the answer. And, and, and this brother said, trust in God, rest in God and believe in his holy word. Stop listening to what everybody else has to say. And the reason he was able to say that 
is that he had learned that God is a right on time God. Family, you can take that to the bank. Yeah. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in his prophets, so shall you prosper. Another way of saying that, y'all, is God is our refuge and strength, a very present help mm. in trouble. Sure. Don't forget that when this text was written, there were three armies attacking them. But he said, my God is able to supply all my need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. That's what I'm reminding you of. That uh, Jehoshaphat didn't know him then, but we know him now. And we know that our need will be met. Remember earlier in the text, Jehaziel the prophet had told them, set yourself. Be resolute. Forget about how mighty your soldiers are because you will not need to fight, but rather remember the power, the strength, and the deliverance of the Lord your God. Uh, family, he said, stand still. Remember what Jehoshaphat did after he quaked for a moment? He set himself. He stood still. And men and women of God, I want you to know, that you cannot lose with that mighty kind of insurance. It will enable you to keep steady, even in emergencies. Amen. Your souls will be filled with the invincibility of God himself. Watch this, y'all. This is where the real breakthrough begins to occur. After you have set yourself and prayed, don't stand around wondering when your breakthrough is coming. After you have prayed, y'all, it's time to get your praise on. Yeah. It's time to get your shout on. Mm. It's time to believe that the same God that you've been looking to is right there. There was a song about 20-some years ago that said, Don't wait till the battle is over. You can shout right now. Do you remember back in verses 15 and 17 what Jaziel told them? He said, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Don't let these folk upset you. For the battle is not yours, but God's. You are not going to need to fight. This is God's battle. battle yes. Let's go to verse 21. I'm reading it from the Living Bible. It says, after consultation with the leaders of the people, he, meaning Jehoshaphat, determined that there should be a choir leading the march, clothed in sanctified garments yeah. and singing the song, his loving kindness is forever. And they sang that as they walked along, praising and giving thanks to God. Amen. I told you last week and week before and the week before that, I told you, I gave you a preview. I told you that God was going to bring victory to his people, but that the battle plan that God uses typically does not make sense to the human mind. It's a battle plan that is sure, tried and, and certain. But if you are trying to depend upon what makes sense to you, you will give up on God, start looking for help in all the wrong places the enemy will wipe you out. Hmm. 
But what we discovered is Jehoshaphat bought into the prophet's word, Jehaziel. He realized that when he said the battle's not yours, but the Lord's, that God was now telling him, don't get the traditional weapons, but rather get your people lined up. Put the, the praise team mm -hmm. at the front of your troops and let them go out up into the hills over where the enemy is approaching. Yeah. And instead of pulling up their regular traditional armor and, and weapons, let them sing that song, His Loving Kindness Come is forever. forever. Let them begin to worship. Let them begin to clap. Let them begin to praise. Let them play, pray the instruments of praise. Family, I know for some of you, you might think I've lost my mind. But if you do, it's only because you haven't learned how to practice yes. letting God be God in your life. For I have learned that praise has the ability of turning the tide in the midst of the most unbelievably terrible battle. It's time to get your praise on. It's time to get your dance on. It's time to get your shout on. Rather than, hey, look, I know sometimes we might want to grab a gun. Sometimes we want to use words to beat people down. Sometimes we want to use other methods to beat people down. But God said, when you let him be God, he has the ability to do things that don't make sense to you. Get your praise on. My God. And let God be God. He didn't arm his troops with Uzis or AK-47s. He didn't call out the bombers and say, go bomb them in the valley. But they began to praise. That was God's war strategy, y'all. That, that wasn't mine. That wasn't yours. It doesn't make sense to the natural mind. But he sent them up into the hill. And he said, get your praise on. I recommend that you do like Jehoshaphat and follow God's instruct instructions. God simply organized a choir to go out in front of the people and worship and praise the Lord because they knew that God's mercy endures forever. Family, this, this is amazing, even though it probably makes no sense to you. Typically, God just don't make sense to anybody who tries to use a rational mind. But if we trust him, if we are obedient to him, if you will experience what Jehoshaphat and his nation was willing to experience, I guarantee you, God is able to give you victory. Come on, somebody. Anybody walking with me this morning? Listen to verse 22. I'm reading that from the New Living. At the very moment, they began to sing and give praise. Did y'all hear that? Mm -hmm. At the very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting against one another. Come on, Lord. Yes. Other translations say that the Lord set ambushments against the, those nations. But with the young folk marching in our streets right now, holding up hands, declaring, uh, hands up, don't shoot. Let me tell you a little secret. 
uh, they don't know what they are doing. But when you lift up your hands, that's a position of surrender. When you lift up your hands, that's a position of worship. Uh, when these folk went up into the hill, they lifted up holy hands. And as they lifted up their hands, the enemy turned on one another. So my words to you today, lift up your hands, lift up your eyes, look unto the hills on which cometh your help, and then shut it off and look up so that you can open up and hear what the Lord has to say. Because I guarantee you, my solution to the problem that we're facing right now in our nation probably would not lead us to victory. But I guarantee you that God's solution will. So yes, you can say hands up, don't shoot. But when you put them up, look unto the hills from which cometh your help. Stop trying to figure it out. The solution is not uh, defunding. I, I know that there are plenty of folk probably looking in today and you have bought into that. But is that what God said? Or is that the popular opinion of what the media or somebody that is trying to steal the value of your message has to tell you? I'm telling you that what God says don't make sense, even though that might make sense to you. Let's look mm-hmm. under Jesus. Yes. Through him, we will find healing. Through him, we will find deliverance. Through him, we will find breakthrough. Through him, we will find victory in Jesus. So the Lord gave them victory, y'all. God won the battle for them. Look at how he did it in verse 23 from the Amplified. It says, for suspecting betrayal, the men of Ammon and Moab rose against those of Mount Seir, utterly destroying them. And when they had made an end of the men of Mount Seir, they also helped to destroy one another. Did the people of Judah go to battle against them with any kind of traditional weapon? Did they lift a finger against those folk or did they lift holy hands unto God? I think you know the answer. They did not have to lift a weapon against them other than the weapon of worship and praise. Because Jehoshaphat and his people believed God, God caused the enemy to turn on each other. And the only finger that God's children had to raise was their hands and arms in praise. Don't don't nobody tell me what God can't do, y'all. It might not make sense. God said in Isaiah 58 and 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. 2 Chronicles 20 and verse 24 from the Living Bible. It says, So when the armies of Judah arrived at the watchtower, y'all, when your bottom is dropping out, and God says, Go face the problem but keep looking unto me. When the army of Judah arrived at the watchtower that looks out over the wilderness, as far as they could look, there were dead bodies lying on the ground. Mm. Not one single enemy had escaped. They didn't fight. They worshiped. They praised. Listen to verse 25 from the Living Bible. King Jehoshaphat, 
and his people went out to plunder the bodies and came away loaded with money, garments, and jewels stripped from those dead bodies, so much that it took them three days to cart away all of the loot. Now, listen, as we get ready to prepare to close, and I think we'll be able to finish this today. I, I, I want y'all to get ready to celebrate what to do after God restores your bottom to you. Are, are y'all with me? Watch in verses 26 and 27 so that you can start practicing your dance, so that you can start practicing your victory dance and your praise that God's got on reserve just for you. You don't have to wait till the battle is over. Start yes. shouting, y'all. Yes. Your yes. bottom may have fallen out, but get ready, get ready, get ready. Be still. Fix your eyes on God. Fast and pray. Remember your spiritual legacy. Listen to and believe God when he sends his word. Then get your praise and your shout on. Listen to verse 26 from the Message Bible. It says, on the fourth day, remember, it took them three days, but because the enemy had utterly destroyed one another, they were, a, a Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah went in and they took all the riches that were there. In verse 27, it says, then all the men returned to Jerusalem Jesus. with Jehoshaphat leading them. Mm. Overjoyed, that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies. Listen, Baraka, and, and, and remember the, the name Baraka means blessing, blessing. or yeah. valley of blessing. blessing. Uh, our middle son's middle name is Baraka. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we named him Baraka because we believe that uh, uh, he was going to be a blessing in the family. And, and so his middle name is Baraka. You, you heard President Barack Obama. It, it is a good name because it means the place to bless the Lord or the pray, place to praise the Lord. And in some languages, it means the valley of blessings. Then they returned, every man of Judah and Jerusalem. And Jehoshaphat was at the forefront of them as they went into Jerusalem with joy because the Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. And they came to Jerusalem with psalteries, harps, trumpets, yes. unto the house of the Lord. Y'all, I, I don't know when, but I believe it'll be sooner rather than later. Mm. We'll be going back out of our homes into our churches. Uh, when the Lord says, go, we're gone. We'll be right there. But we're going in Amen. with holy hands lifted up, giving God praise. He has kept us healthy. He has kept us strong. We've been in a battle, y'all, for over three months. But yes. we're still standing strong in victory. Amen. And when they heard that, uh, when the, they returned, and the people heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel, they began to worship and glorify the Lord right there in Jerusalem. But I want you to remember something as we get ready to close out. How did this come about? They put the Lord first. 
They honored him in all their ways. I'm telling you, y'all, just because everybody else is saying this or doing that right now, even with our folk being murdered in the streets, and we're coming up with all of these answers, and the media, and there are other outside groups that are doing everything they can to strip away the power of our voice. But when our voice is the voice that is united with that of the word of God, they can't strip it away. Victory is ours. And God is going to lead us to a new place, even in this country, even as a people who have lived lives where we have had to look over our shoulder, living insecure, insecure, being killed by the color of your skin, because of the color of your skin, whatever it is, denied jobs, denied promotions. Uh, Yes, there have been progress, but there's much more yet to be made. And my word to you today is as we look unto Jesus, as we worship, the Lord has the answer that will bring us victory right now. So I'm saying to your family, uh, it is God and God alone who gives rest. It is God and God alone who gives peace. Our our nation hasn't learned that, and that's why we are having so much strife. But as a people, that is, I'm not just talking about black folk, but I'm talking about the people of God. When we learn how to stop looking at what we see and what we think and begin focusing upon what God has to say, There is absolute victory, and the victory will come at a cost that is different than the cost we have paid up until now, because we won't be fighting the battle in a traditional way. Uh, the, 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 The victory came to these folk because they not only believed in God, but when he said, go up into the hills, they'll be coming in the valley. You will look at them as they approach, but you won't have to fight this battle. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voices. Give God all glory, honor, and praise, and the victory will be yours. He told them what? The the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. So this morning, family, as I get ready to close, our thought has been what to do. When the bottom falls out, well, I'm telling you now, set yourself. Yeah, it's natural to, to quake a little bit, but don't stay there. Don't focus on what it looks like to your natural eye. Get your attention on God. If you got to do what Jehoshaphat did and rehearse your, your identity through Christ, mm. your spiritual legacy, mm. grab hold to it. Because I'm going to tell you, we haven't come this far except the Lord opened doors and made ways for us. You say, well, we haven't come far enough. Well, you don't know what the Lord has done to get you where you are. Mm, And there is no limit to what he can do to everyone who is willing to walk in obedience, even when it doesn't seem to make sense. Our God is an awesome God, and he reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. More wisdom than you have. More wisdom than I have. 
power that you can't fathom, but it's power that brings victory in the face of certain defeat. So what do you do when the bottom falls out? Look unto the hills from which cometh your help. Learn how to worship. Learn how to praise. Learn how to get your dance on. And don't wait until you see it with your eye. Because the Bible tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. If God said that he's got the, the victory, if God said the battle is his and not yours, yes. don't run around looking to see how he's going to do it. Position yourself and let God bring victory right into your lap. The battle's not yours, but the Lord's. So start right now, dancing, worshiping, praising. Get your worship on. Get your praise on. Uh, pick up your hymn book and start uh, singing some of those old standards. Like a mighty fortress is our God. A bulwark, never failing. I, I don't know, many of you probably never heard that song, but it's a good one to get to know. Pick up the word of God and let the word begin to tell you, I know the plans that I have for you yes. to do you good yes. and not harm. That means that when the enemy comes against you, it might look like you can't win, but God said, you are mine. I know why you were born. I have a plan to bring you to a sure and a certain end. Yeah. Family, get your praise on. Family, don't worry about what it feels like or looks like when your bottom is dropping out. It's going to happen. Excuse me. All of us go through that. But for the maturing man or woman of God, we learn how to look unto him, believing in his word and in the prophet that he is speaking the word through so that we can set ourselves and believe that God is good for his word. And then we begin looking unto Jesus as the author and finisher of our faith. When your bottom is dropping out, it doesn't feel good, doesn't look good, it can make you feel like you're about to lose everything. And sometimes you might. But even if you do lose what you didn't want to lose, our God is able to restore unto you everything that you have ever lost and even more. I heard another prophet say that he'll restore unto you the years that the locust, the palmer worm, and the canker worm have eaten. So don't worry about what you're losing Worry, uh, focus on what you're going to gain because your hope is built on that rock named Jesus Christ. Family, I'm going to close it right there because I believe if you have learned how to focus on Christ, if you have learned how to focus on that rock, then you are ready for any moment that or season that arrives in your life where it seems or feels or actually where your bottom is falling out. When, when my cousin went to work Friday morning, he did not go to work expecting to get a call that his son had just died. I guarantee you, he felt like his bottom had fallen out. 
uh, when I got word, I felt like the bottom had fallen out. It, it hurt to consider that a 29-year-old young man looking to do great things, and now he's gone. And, and as I was praying for my cousin on, on Friday and Saturday, and even this morning earlier, I, I, I could feel the pain, but that's not my son, that's his son, but I still feel the pain. As I think about Ahmaud Arbery, as I think about George Floyd, as I think about uh, Tawana, as I think about uh, uh, Brianna, I beg your pardon, as I think about all of those that have been gunned down and killed and, and tasered and, and gone to jail innocently just because of the color of their skin, man, does it hurt. But I'm here to tell you today that God's getting us ready for a breakthrough. So I, I encourage you, stand still and see the magnificent rescue mission of our God. Get your praise on, y'all. Get ready. Because it's while you're praising that you get your breakthrough. May God bless you and heaven smile on each of you and give you praise. I'm going to ask you, if you would, to get ready to pray with me now. Uh, I, I'm starting with an invitation to salvation. If you have been listening in, watching in, uh, pick this up on a podcast through a week, through the week, and, and, and you've been this word has been feeding you. I, I want to encourage you that what you need is to take the next step. Uh, no matter how good the word seems to you, if you do not confess Christ as Lord of your life, you don't have the promise of eternity with Jesus. And so I want to encourage you this morning to, 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 to confess him as Lord and Savior of your life. Or maybe you've been watching and listening in and you realize, yes, I've confessed him, but I'm in a backslidden condition and I got to be real right now and acknowledge that's where I stand and I need to recommit my life to Christ. Or the third invitation is you don't have a church home and the Lord is saying that you need a church home. River Life has opened doors for you as well. Uh, our church location is 9336 DRC Road in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. When we open the doors again, meet us there. In the meantime, after you pray this prayer with me, you can call uh, this morning after I give the benediction and you can say, Pastor, I prayed the prayer of salvation with you and I need to know my next steps. You call us in at 712-770-5044, access code 778129. I'll always stay on the uh prayer line after the benediction so that we have an opportunity to pray with you or to receive your feedback. Uh, I, I'm, I'm lifting up also uh, my friend uh, Diana, Diane and Brandon. Uh, I know that he's had a challenge this week and Diane and Brandon, we want you to know that we're praying for you. Uh, 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 Kim and Tim, we're praying for you this morning. There are so many others. I can't call every name, but I, as I'm getting ready to pray, those names came to my heart, and I just want you to know that we're praying for you this morning. Now, 
if you would repeat this prayer with me. Father, I come before you this morning realizing that if, if I were to die at this very moment, I am not sure what my eternity would look like. And Lord, I don't want to miss out. I want to be with you in heaven. And so, Lord, I, I confess with my mouth this morning the Lord Jesus Christ and that you, God, have raised him from the dead. I believe that in my heart, Lord, and I acknowledge before you today that I am a sinner, that I have not lived my life in a manner that brings glory and honor to you. For those of you who are recommitting your life, just acknowledge I haven't been as faithful as I know I should have been. And Lord, I ask you to give me another chance today. I recommit. I am committing my life for those of you who have never done so. I am recommitting my life for those of you who are recommitting and coming back in faith with the Lord Jesus Christ. And for those of you who need a church home, God, I ask you to lead me to a Bible teaching. Bible-believing church where I can be nurtured, discipled, and learn how to be the man, woman, boy, or girl that you have called me to be. And Lord, we ask this prayer right now in Jesus' name. And Father, while I'm praying, I, I, I pray for our leaders from the White House to every uh, uh, governor's mansion, to every city hall, to, to every council, to all the local leaders, state leaders, every congressperson, senator. God, we bring them under the authority of your word. God, that, that the partisanship is dividing us and causing us to take positions that often is so contrary to your desire for our nation, but we so easily line up because we get caught up in partisanship. God, help us to get caught up in Jesus, Jesus. so that we can live our lives. Mm -hmm. You might get the glory and bring victory to our great nation. Mm -hmm. God, so we pray for our leaders today that each one might come under the authority of your word and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. The name calling, we cancel it. Mm -hmm. the, the, the trying to bring down others. We cancel that. Jesus. They're trying to, to look bigger and better and badder while we make somebody else look smaller. We cancel that. Jesus. All is canceled in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus. And God, right now, as your people, we declare that we're looking unto Jesus as the author and finisher of our faith. God, we bless you. We honor you. And we glorify you now. In Jesus' name we pray. And we declare hallelujah. Glory to God. And amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So family, uh, we look forward to those of you who are members of River of Life. Don't forget Thursday, we're going to have a Zoom meeting. Please reach out to everyone just in case I miss somebody. If you already have the Zoom meeting number, pass it on to someone else. I'll try to remember to send it out. Again, I want to remember, I want you to remember uh, uh, the birth, oh, my wife, <laughs> my 
my wife, my wife is standing here. I gotta say, she's saying to tell you that my birthday is Juneteenth. Uh, I was born June 19th, y'all. Friday is my birthday. It happens to also be a, a, a celebration day for many people of African descent because that was the day that a, a, a group of slaves in the state of Texas had served in slavery for two and a half years longer than the Emancipation Proclamation. They never got word. And that's the day that the Union soldiers rode into those areas down in southern Texas, let them know that they were two and a half years late claiming their freedom. And, and so um, they called that day Juneteenth. That's June 19th. Uh, so thank you, honey. Thank you, family. Thank you, River of Life and all of our friends for saying happy birthday. I, I, I feel awkward saying it to myself, but since she's... Uh, Putting it right before me, I got to say it. Look, we have other friends on the line that are having birthdays. Happy birthday, Yolanda. Uh, I know that this weekend um, um, there was a, a great birthday celebration for, um, oh my goodness. I, I'm having a total lapse of memory at the moment. Um, but for Sister Brown, and you know I know your name. I'm just having a memory lapse. That must be because I'm having a birthday. But happy birthday to every, each and every one of you. And we ask you to be praying for one another. We'll look forward to seeing you here next Sunday. And uh, don't forget to join us for Bible study and prayer 7.30 tomorrow. We pray from 7.30 to 8. Teach from 8 to 8.30. Then we give you an opportunity to give us feedback from 8.30 until nine. So please join us tomorrow evening. I'll be teaching tomorrow. Pastor Hayes will be doing the teaching on Tuesday. Pastor Hayes is calling in from Tallahassee, Florida each week to do the Tuesday night teaching. God bless you from Pastor Joe, from Shango and myself right here, and for all of the River of Life family. Once again, my name is Pastor Thomas Rich of the River of Life Christian Center. We send you great big virtual hugs and much love in amen. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And amen. Then they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering the spoil. It was so much. Verse 26. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley of Baraka. For there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of the place was called the Valley of Baraka until this day. Amen. So, family, uh, for those who are listening in uh, on our um, podcast, I forgot to start the podcast uh, at the beginning. So let me just tell you, I just read. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20, verses 20 through 26. Uh, for those of you who will be picking up on the podcast later on, those are the verses that I just finished reading. That's going to be our focus for today. Uh, by way of rehearsal, uh, I have emphasized in the previous three weeks 
uh, a combination of things. The first thing that we learned is that when Jehoshaphat found out that he was about to be attacked, and I, I've already shared with you, they were in peace. Uh, he did not fear his neighbors. God had given them uh, prosperity. They were doing well. And the attack by those three armies caught them off guard. And so the natural response was that he quaked for a moment. But then I told you, he set himself. He began to pray. Yeah. And as he prayed, he, he reconnected with his spiritual legacy. And, and he became, he reminded himself and the whole nation that he had called to the temple to, to be a part of the prayer. He said, what God did for our ancestors, he can do for us. Yeah. And so, family, as believers, we need to also reconnect with our spiritual legacy so that uh, sometimes when it looks like the bottom has fallen out, we are able to reach back and remember that what God brought our ancestors through, he, the same God can bring us through. Remember, I said he called them to a fast. I said he got, the, he got their priorities in order. I reminded you that because they were unified in prayer mm. in the face of what appeared to be an otherwise impossible situation, that they got an amazing response from God through the prophet Jehaziel. That's where we were last week. And Jehaziel said in, in verse 15, he said, be not afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude of soldiers that are coming against you. For the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. I hope you caught that, y'all. Don't, don't let your bottom falling out make you think your story is over. When you're looking unto Jesus, you will remember the battle is not yours, but the Lord. Remember last week, Jehaziel told them, he says, Here's God's strategy for you. Go down against them. In other words, uh, y'all go ahead and march up into the mountains uh, because the enemy is coming into the valley. And, and I want you to position yourself because God's going to show you something that you might never have been able to imagine. In verse 17, he said, you shall not need to fight this battle. Somebody hear me. Just because the enemy is attacking does not mean that your battle strategy is going to be the, from God is going to be the battle strategy you're going to use to fight the enemy. Our God has a mind that is greater than anything we could ever imagine. Our God's ability to see is so great that we are unable to see what he can see. So we need to connect with our spiritual legacy. We need to connect with God. And remember that the battle is not yours, but it is God's. He said, you don't need to fight. Set yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. And he reminded them again. He said, don't be dismayed. Don't fear. Tomorrow, go out against them. For the Lord will be with you. That's where we were closing off last week in part three. Today, let's examine the verses that we've talked about. In uh, first, verse 20, once again, from Second Chronicles 20, from the Amplified, it says, And they rose early in the morning 
and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat, the king, stood up and declared, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Now listen to his instruction, and you might want to write it down because this is how we are able to begin to position ourselves so that God can give us victory even when the bottom is falling out. His first instruction, after hearing from Jehaziel, the prophet, believe in the Lord your God. His second instruction, you shall be established. His third instruction, believe and remain steadfast to his prophets. In other words, God's given you a word through his prophets. You need to receive what God has to say for you. And not only will you win, but you shall prosper. Family, these folk were heading out to meet three huge, mighty armies. Uh, somebody needs, if you would kindly, please put your phone on mute. I'm getting a lot of feedback in my ear, so please put your phone on mute. They were going out to meet these huge armies that were advancing against them. And, and, and this was an incredible adverse condition, just like many of us are facing right now. But Jehoshaphat was saying, look, let's not focus on the adversity. Let's focus on God. He said, trust in the Lord. And to prove that his trust was in the Lord, he did not call his troops and arm them for battle. But rather he said, God is saying to me, believe in God, rest in God, and believe in his word. Uh, in, in other words, y'all, stop listening to the news reporter. Stop listening to the TV talk show host. There are plenty of other folk that are out there right now posting stuff on Facebook and in social media with all manner of ideas of what they think we need to do to get victory in really difficult circumstances. I'm here to tell you today, they might mean well, but only God has the answer. And, and, and this brother said, trust in God, rest in God, and believe in his holy word. Stop listening to what everybody else has to say. And the reason he was able to say that is that he had learned that God is a right on time God. Family, you can take that to the bank. Yeah. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in his prophets, so shall you prosper. Another way of saying that, y'all, is God is our refuge and strength, a very present help mm. in trouble. Oh. Don't forget that when this text was written, there were three armies attacking them. But he said, my God is able to supply all my need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. That's what I'm reminding you of. That uh, Jehoshaphat didn't know him then, but we know him now. And we know that our need will be met. Remember earlier in the text, Jehaziel the prophet had told them, set yourself. Be resolute. Forget about how mighty your soldiers are. 
because you will not need to fight, but rather remember the power, the strength, and the deliverance of the Lord your God. Uh, family, he said, stand still. Remember what Jehoshaphat did after he quaked for a moment? He set himself, he stood still. And men and women of God, I want you to know that you cannot lose with that mighty kind of insurance. It will enable you to keep steady, even in emergencies. Amen. Your souls will be filled with the invincibility of God himself. Watch this, y'all. This is where the real breakthrough begins to occur. After you have set yourself and prayed, don't stand around wondering when your breakthrough is coming. After you have prayed, y'all, it's time to get your praise on. Yeah. It's time to get your shout on. Mm. It's time to believe that the same God that you've been looking to mm. is right there. There was a song about 20 some years ago that said, don't wait till the battle is over. You can shout right now. Do you remember back in verses 15 and 17 what Jaziel told them? He said, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Don't let these folk upset you. For the battle is not yours, but God's. You are not going to need to fight. This is God's battle. Let's go to verse 21. I'm reading it from the Living Bible. It says, after consultation with the leaders of the people, he, meaning Jehoshaphat, determined that there should be a choir leading the march, clothed in sanctified garments and singing the song, his loving kindness is forever. And they sang that as they walked along, praising and giving thanks to God. I told you last week and week before and the week before that, I, I told you, I gave you a preview. I told you that God was going to bring victory to his people, but that the battle plan that God uses typically does not make sense to the human mind. It, it's a battle plan that is sure, tried and, and certain, but if you are trying to depend upon what makes sense to you, you will give up on God, start looking for help in all the wrong places. The enemy will wipe you out. Hmm. But what we discovered is Jehoshaphat bought into the prophet's word, Jehaziel. He realized that when he said the battle's not yours, but the Lord's, that God was now telling him, don't get the traditional weapons, but rather get your people Lined up, Come on. put the, the praise team mm -hmm. at the front of your troops and let them go out up into the hills over where the enemy is approaching. Yeah. And instead of pulling up their regular traditional armor and, and weapons, let them sing that song his loving kindness Come is forever. forever. Let them begin to worship. Let them begin to clap. Let them begin to praise. Let them play, pray the instruments of praise. Family, I know for some of you, you might think I've lost my mind. But if you do, 
It's only because you haven't learned how to practice yes. letting God be God in your life. Mm -hmm. For I have learned that praise has the ability of turning the tide mm. in the midst of the most unbelievably mm. terrible battle. Hallelujah. It's time Hallelujah. to get your praise on. It's time Hallelujah. to get your dance on. It's time to get your shout on. Mm. Rather than, hey, look, I know sometimes we might want to grab a gun. Sometimes we want to use words to beat people down. Sometimes mm. we want to use other yeah. methods to beat people down. But God said, when you let him be God, he has the ability to do things that don't make sense to you. Get your praise on My God. and let God be God. He didn't arm his troops with Uzis or AK-47s. He didn't call out the bombers and say, go bomb them in the valley. But they began to praise. That was God's war strategy, y'all. That, that wasn't mine. That wasn't yours. It doesn't make sense to the natural mind, but he sent them up into the hill and he said, get your praise on. I recommend that you do like Jehoshaphat and follow God's instruct instructions. God simply organized a choir to go out in front of the people and worship and praise the Lord because they knew that God's mercy endures forever. Family, this, this is amazing, even though it probably makes no sense to you. Typically, God just don't make sense to anybody who tries to use a rational mind. But if we trust him, if we are obedient to him, if you will experience what Jehoshaphat and his nation was willing to experience, I guarantee you, God is able to give you victory. Come on, somebody. Yes. Anybody walking with me this morning? Listen Amen. to verse 22. I'm reading that from the New Living. At the very moment, they began to sing and give praise. Did y'all hear that? Mm -hmm. At the very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting against one another. Come on, Lord. Yes. Other translations say that the Lord set ambushments against the, those nations. But with the young folk marching in our streets right now, holding up hands, declaring, uh, hands up, don't shoot. Let me tell you a little secret. Uh, they don't know what they are doing. But when you lift up your hands, that's a position of surrender. When you lift up your hands, that's a position of worship. Uh, when these folk went up into the hill, they lifted up holy hands. And as they lifted up their hands, the enemy turned on one another. So my words to you today, lift up your hands, lift up your eyes, look unto the hills on which cometh your help, and then shut it off and look up so that you can open up and hear what the Lord has to say because I guarantee you my solution to the problem that we're facing right now in our nation probably would not lead us to victory. But I guarantee you that God's solution will. So yes, you can say hands up, don't shoot. But when you put them up, look unto the hills from which cometh your help. Stop trying to figure it out. The solution is not 
uh, defunding. I, I know that there are plenty of folk probably looking in today and you're bought into that. But is that what God said or is that the popular opinion of what the media or somebody that is trying to steal the value of your message has to tell you? I'm telling you that what God says don't make sense, even though that might make sense to you. Let's look under Jesus. Yes. Through him, we will find healing. Through him, we will find deliverance. Through him, we will find breakthrough. Yes. Through him, yes. we will find victory in Jesus. So the Lord gave them victory, y'all. God won the battle for them. Yes, he did. Look at how he did it in verse 23 from the Amplified. It says, for suspecting betrayal, the men of Ammon and Moab rose against those of Mount Seir, utterly destroying them. And when they had made an end of the men of Mount Seir, they also helped to destroy one another. Did the people of Judah go to battle against them with any kind of traditional weapon? Did they lift a finger against those folk or did they lift holy hands unto God? I think you know the answer. They did not have to lift a weapon against them other than the weapon of worship and praise. Because Jehoshaphat and his people believed God, God caused the enemy to turn on each other. And the only finger that God's children had to raise was their hands and arms in praise. Don't, don't nobody tell me what God can't do, y'all. It might not make sense. God said in Isaiah 58 and 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Second Chronicles 20 and verse 24 from the Living Bible. It says, so when the armies of Judah arrived at the watchtower, y'all, when your bottom is dropping out, and God says, go face the problem, but keep looking unto me. When the army of Judah arrived at the watchtower that looks out over the wilderness, as far as they could look, there were dead bodies lying on the ground. Mm. Not one single enemy had escaped. They didn't fight. They worshiped. They praised. Listen to verse 25 from the Living Bible. King Jehoshaphat and his people went out to plunder the bodies and came away loaded with money, garments, and jewels stripped from those dead bodies, so much that it took them three days to cart away all of the loot. Now, listen, as we get ready to prepare to close, and I think we'll be able to finish this today, I, I, I want y'all to get ready to celebrate what to do after God restores your bottom to you. Are, are y'all with me? Watch in verses 26 and 27, so that you can start practicing your dance, so that you can start practicing your victory dance and your praise that God's got on reserve just for you. You don't have to wait till the battle is over. Start yes. shouting, y'all. Yes. Your yes. bottom may have fallen out, but get ready, get ready, get ready. Be still. 
Fix your eyes on God. Fast and pray. Remember your spiritual legacy. Listen to and believe God when he sends his word. Then get your praise and your shout on. Listen to verse 26 from the Message Bible. It says, on the fourth day, remember, it took them three days, but because the enemy had utterly destroyed one another, they were, Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah went in and they took all the riches that were there. In verse 27, it says, then all the men returned to Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat leading them, overjoyed that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies. Listen, Baraka, and, and, and remember the, the name Baraka means blessing, blessing or valley of blessing. blessing. Uh, our middle son's middle name is Baraka. Mm -hmm. and, and we named him Baraka because we believe that uh, uh, he was going to be a blessing in the family. And, and so his middle name is Baraka. You, you heard President Barack Obama. It, it is a good name because it means the place to bless the Lord or the pray, place to praise the Lord. And in some languages, it means the valley of blessings. Then they returned, every man of Judah and Jerusalem. And Jehoshaphat was at the forefront of them as they went into Jerusalem with joy because the Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. And they came to Jerusalem with psalteries, harps, trumpets yes. unto the house of the Lord. Y'all, I, I don't know when, but I believe it'll be sooner rather than later. Mm. We'll be going back out of our homes into our churches. Uh, when the Lord says, go, we're gone. We'll be right there. But we're going in Amen. with holy hands lifted up, giving God praise. He has kept us healthy. He has kept us strong. We've been in a battle, y'all, for over three months. But yes. we're still standing strong in victory. Amen. And when they heard that, uh, when the, they returned, and the people heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel, they began to worship and glorify the Lord right there in Jerusalem. But I want you to remember something as we get ready to close out. How did this come about? They put the Lord first. They honored him in all their ways. I'm telling you, y'all, just because everybody else is saying this or doing that right now, even in with uh, our folk being murdered in the streets. And we're coming up with all of these answers and the media and, and there are other outside groups that are doing everything they can to strip away the power of our voice. Mm. But when our voice is the voice that is united with that of the word of God, they can't strip it away. Mm. Victory is ours. And, and God is going to lead us to a new place, even in this country, even as a people who have lived uh, uh, lives where we have had to look over our shoulder, living insecure, insecure, being killed by the color of your skin, because of the color of your skin, whatever it is, denied jobs, denied promotions. Uh, yes, there have been progress, 
but there's much more yet to be made. And my word to you today is as we look unto Jesus, as we worship, the Lord has the answer yes. that will bring yes. us victory yes. right now. So I'm saying to your family, uh, it is God and God alone who gives rest. It is God and God alone who gives peace. Uh, our nation hasn't learned that. And that's why we are having so much strife. But as a people, that is, I'm not just talking about black folk, but I'm talking about the people of God. When we learn how to stop looking at what we see and what we think and begin focusing upon what God has to say, there is absolute victory. And the victory will come at a cost that is different than the cost we have paid up until now because we won't be fighting the battle in a traditional way. Uh, the, 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 the victory came to these folk because they not only believed in God, but when he said, go up into the hills, they'll be coming in the valley. You will look at them as they approach, but you won't have to fight this battle. Lift up your hands, lift up your voices, give God all glory, honor, and praise. Amen. And the victory Amen. will be yours. He told them what? The, the battle is not yours, but the Lord. So this morning, family, as I get ready to close, I, our thought has been what to do when the bottom falls out. Well, I'm telling you now, set yourself. Yeah, it's natural to, to quake a little bit, but don't stay there. Don't focus on what it looks like to your natural eye. Get your attention on God. If you got to do what Jehoshaphat did and rehearse your, your identity through Christ, mm. your spiritual legacy, mm. grab hold to it. Because I'm going to tell you, we haven't come this far except the Lord open doors and made ways for us. You say, well, we haven't come far enough. Well, you don't know what the Lord has done to get you where you are. Mm, and there is no limit to what he can do Amen. to everyone who is willing to walk in obedience, even when it doesn't seem to make sense. Our God is an awesome God and he reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. More wisdom than you have more wisdom than I have, power that you can't fathom, but it's power that brings victory in the face of certain defeat. So what do you do when the bottom falls out? Look unto the hills from which cometh your help. Learn how to worship. Learn how to praise. Learn how to get your dance on. And don't wait until you see it with your eye. Because the Bible tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. If God said that he's got the, the victory, if God said the battle is his and not yours, yes. don't run around looking to see how he's going to do it. Position yourself and let God bring victory right into your lap. The battle's not yours, but the Lord's. So start right now, dancing, worshiping, praising. Get your worship on. Get your praise on. Uh, pick up your hymn book. 
and, and start uh, singing some of those old standards. Like a mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. I, I don't know, many of you probably never heard that song, but it's a good one to get to know. Pick up the word of God and let the word begin to tell you, I know the plans that I have for you yes. to do you good yes. and not harm. That means that when the enemy comes against you, it might look like you can't win, but God said, you are mine. I know why you were born. I have a plan to bring you to a sure and a certain end. Yes. Family, get your praise on. Family, don't worry about what it feels like or looks like when your bottom is dropping out. It's going to happen. Excuse me. All of us go through that. But for the maturing man or woman of God, we learn how to look unto him, believing in his word and in the prophet that he is speaking the word through so that we can set ourselves and believe that God is good for his word. And then we begin looking unto Jesus as the author and finisher of our faith. When your bottom is dropping out, it doesn't feel good, doesn't look good. It can make you feel like you're about to lose everything. And sometimes you might. But even if you do lose what you didn't want to lose, our God is able to restore unto you everything that you have ever lost and even more. I heard another prophet say that he'll restore unto you the years that the locusts, the palmer worm, and the canker worm have eaten. So don't worry about what you're losing. Worry, uh, focus on what you're going to gain because your hope is built on that rock named Jesus Christ. Family, I'm going to close it right there. Because I believe if you have learned how to focus on Christ, if you have learned how to focus on that rock, then you are ready for any moment that, or season that arrives in your life where it seems or feels or actually where your bottom is falling out. When, when my cousin went to work Friday morning, he did not go to work expecting to get a call that his son had just died. I guarantee you, he felt like his bottom had fallen out. Uh, when I got word, I felt like the bottom had fallen out. It, it hurt to consider that a 29-year-old young man looking to do great things, and now he's gone. And, and as I was praying for my cousin on, on Friday and Saturday, and even this morning earlier, I, I, I could feel the pain, but that's not my son, that's his son, but I still feel the pain. As I think about Ahmaud Arbery, as I think about George Floyd, as I think about uh, Tawana, as I think about uh, uh, Brianna, I beg your pardon, as I think about all of those that have been gunned down and killed and, and tasered and, and gone to jail innocently just because of the color of their skin, man does it hurt, but I'm here to tell you today that God's getting us ready for a breakthrough. So I, I encourage you, stand still and see the magnificent rescue mission of our God. Get your praise on, y'all.
Get ready. Because it's while you're praising that you get your breakthrough. May God bless you and heaven smile on each of you and give you praise. I'm going to ask you, if you would, to get ready to pray with me now. Uh, I, I'm starting with an invitation to salvation. If you have been listening in, watching in, uh, pick this up on a podcast through a week, through the week, and, and, and you've been, this word has been feeding you. I, I want to encourage you that what you need is to take the next step. Uh, no matter how good the word seems to you, if you do not confess Christ as Lord of your life, you don't have the promise of eternity with Jesus. And so I want to encourage you this morning to, 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 to confess him as Lord and Savior of your life. Or maybe you've been watching and listening in and you realize, yes, I've confessed him, but I'm in a backslidden condition and I got to be real right now and acknowledge that's where I stand and I need to recommit my life to Christ. Or the third invitation is you don't have a church home and the Lord is saying that you need a church home. River Life has opened doors for you as well. Uh, our church location is 9336 DRC Road in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. When we open the doors again, meet us there. In the meantime, after you pray this prayer with me, you can call uh, this morning after I give the benediction and you can say, Pastor, I prayed the prayer of salvation with you and I need to know my next steps. You call us in at 712-770-5044. Air access code 778129. I'll always stay on the uh, prayer line after the benediction so that we have an opportunity to pray with you or to receive your feedback. Uh, I, I'm, I'm lifting up also uh, my friend uh, Diana, Diane and Brandon. Uh, I know that he's had a challenge this week. And Diane and Brandon, we want you to know that we're praying for you. Uh, 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 Kim and Tim, we're praying for you this morning. There are so many others. I can't call every name, but I, as I'm getting ready to pray, those names came to my heart. And I just want you to know that we're praying for you this morning. Now, if you would repeat this prayer with me. Father, I come before you this morning realizing that if, if I were to die at this very moment, I am not sure what my eternity would look like. And Lord, I don't want to miss out. I want to be with you in heaven. And so Lord, I, I confess with my mouth this morning the Lord Jesus Christ and that you, God, have raised him from the dead. I believe that in my heart, Lord. And I acknowledge before you today that I am a sinner, that I have not lived my life in a manner that brings glory and honor to you. For those of you who are recommitting your life, just acknowledge uh, I, I haven't been as faithful as I know I should have been. And Lord, I ask you to give me another chance today. I recommit. I am committing my life for those of you who have never done so. I am recommitting my life for those of you who are recommitting and coming back in faith with the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And for those of you who need a church home, God, I ask you to lead me to a, a Bible teaching, Bible believing church where I can be nurtured, discipled, and learn how to be the man, woman, boy, or girl that you have called me to be. And Lord, we ask this prayer right now in Jesus' name. And Father, while I'm praying, I, I, I pray for our leaders from the White House to every uh, uh, governor's mansion, to every city hall, to, to every council, to all the local leaders, state leaders, every congressperson, senator, God, we bring them under the authority of your word. God, that, that the partisanship is dividing us and causing us to take positions that often is so contrary to your desire for our nation, but we so easily line up because we get caught up in partisanship. God, help us to get caught up in Jesus, Jesus. so that we can live our lives. You might get the glory and bring victory to our great nation. God, so we pray for our leaders today that each one might come under the authority of your word and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. The name calling, we cancel it. The, the, the trying to bring down others, we cancel that. The trying to, to look bigger and better and badder while we make somebody else look smaller, we cancel that. All is canceled in the name of Jesus Christ. And God, right now, as your people, we declare that we're looking unto Jesus as the author and finisher of our faith. God, we bless you, we honor you, and we glorify you now. In Jesus' name we pray, and we declare hallelujah, glory to God, and amen, hallelujah, amen, amen, amen. So family, uh, we look forward to those of you who are members of River of Life. Don't forget Thursday, we're going to have a Zoom meeting. Please reach out to everyone just in case I miss somebody. If you already have the Zoom meeting number, pass it on to someone else. I'll try to remember to send it out. Again, I want to remember, I want you to remember uh, uh, the birth, oh, my wife, <laughs> my wife, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> My wife is standing here. I got to say, she's saying to tell you that my birthday is Juneteenth. Uh, I was born June 19th, y'all. Friday is my birthday. It happens to also be uh, a, a celebration day for many people of African descent because that was the day that a, a, a group of slaves in the state of Texas had served in slavery for two and a half years longer than the Emancipation Proclamation. They never got word. And that's the day that the Union soldiers rode into those areas down in Southern Texas. Let them know that they were two and a half years late claiming their freedom. And, and so um, they called that day Juneteenth. That's June 19th. Uh, so thank you, honey. Thank you, family. Thank you, River of Life and all of our friends for saying happy birthday. I, I, I feel awkward saying it to myself, but since she's 
um, putting it right before me, I got to say it. Look, we have other friends on the line that are having birthdays. Happy birthday, Yolanda. Uh, I know that this weekend um, um, there was a, a great birthday celebration for, um, oh my goodness. I, I'm having a total lapse of memory at the moment. Um, but for Sister Brown, and you know I know your name. I'm just having a memory lapse. That must be because I'm having a birthday. But happy birthday to every, each and every one of you. And we ask you to be praying for one another. We'll look forward to seeing you here next Sunday. And uh, don't forget to join us for Bible study and prayer 7.30 tomorrow. We pray from 7.30 to 8. Teach from 8 to 8.30. Then we give you an opportunity to give us feedback from 8.30 until nine. So please join us tomorrow evening. I'll be teaching tomorrow. Pastor Hayes will be doing the teaching on Tuesday. Pastor Hayes is calling in from Tallahassee, Florida each week to do the Tuesday night teaching. God bless you from Pastor Joe, from Shango and myself right here, and for all of the River of Life family. Once again, my name is Pastor Thomas Rich of the River of Life Christian Center. We send you great big virtual hugs and much love in amen. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And amen.